Welcome to our channel. As you take your time to listen to God's word today with us, we believe and pray that your faith will be strengthened up and we hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you as well as your family. Go with me to um, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Uh, we're going to read from verse 16 to 18 and then verse 22. If you have your Bibles with you, you can turn the pages or you can switch it on, whatever version of the Bible that you're using. If you don't have a Bible with you, uh, you can raise your hand. I can give you a free New Testament if you don't have a Bible with you. All right. The verses also will come on the screen. Those who are watching us online, you will see the verses in the bottom of the screen. I want everybody to read together, okay? Just for the sake of us reading together, can we all actually read from the screen if you don't mind? I'm using the New Living uh, Translation so that we can all be in the same version when we read together. Is that okay? So let's all read it out loud together. Three, two, one, go. The first time I was brought before the judge, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against them, but the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. And he rescued me from certain death. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Verse 22, let's read it. May the Lord be with your spirit and may his grace be with all of you. The title of my sermon this morning is Alone but Not Lonely. Alone but Not Lonely. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. If you're writing it down, it means that it's something really important. So it's not important because I'm preaching, it's important because it's God's word. So if you want to take notes, you can quickly pull up your phone, you can take notes. If you want to write it down in a piece of paper, you can do that. I want to speak to you on this title this morning. You might be alone, but you're not lonely. You see in this passage in 2 Timothy, Paul is writing to his spiritual son. And this letter goes directly to him and he is speaking to him, telling him about how he was rejected, how he was abandoned, how when he expected people to stand with him or how he expected people to come along with him and nobody came and how he was on his own. And he is talking about this in his final words to Timothy. In the entire book of, of Second Timothy, there's about four chapters, and he's giving greetings, he's giving encouragement to be faithful to the people. Uh, he's calling the uh, church as good, to be good soldiers for Jesus Christ. He's talking about the dangers that will come in the last days, and, and then he gives a, a, a charge to Timothy, and he says, you got to take in charge. And then at the end of chapter 4, from verse 9, uh, it's his conclusion. It's his final words. And he's saying from verse 9, he says, Timothy, please come as, you, as soon as you can. All right? He's saying, Timothy, please come as soon as you can. Demas has deserted me because he loves the things of this life 
and he has gone to Thessalonica. In other words, he quit ministry for material things. Crescens has gone to Galatia and Titus has gone to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Titius to Ephesus. So when you come, be sure to bring the coat I left <laughs> with Carpus at even Paul leaves things behind, guys. Many times we find Bibles left behind in the church. We see coats left behind in the church. We see a lot of interesting things left behind in the church. And even Paul left his coat behind. <laughs> he says, hey, when you come, don't forget to bring my coat. Also bring my books and especially my papers. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. He gave a very tough time. Alexander gave a very tough time for Paul and, and, and the Lord will judge him for what he has done. But be careful of him for he fought against everything we said. So basically from verse 9 to 14, Paul is talking about how he is abandoned, how he is rejected, how he is alone. But then from verse 16, the tone of the letter changes. He says from verse 16 is what we just read. The first time when I was brought before the judge, no one came with me. In other words, he's saying, Timothy, I'm actually used to be being abandoned. I'm actually used to being rejected. So Timothy, don't always expect people to stand with you and for you. You got to get used to be rejected for the sake of the gospel. And he says, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against them, which means that Paul is not cursing them for being rejected. He said, may it not be counted against them, but the Lord stood with me and gave me strength. The Lord stood with me and gave me strength. Can we all say it together? The Lord stood with me and gave me strength. Now that is the part I want to talk to you about this morning. You might feel rejected. You might have felt abandoned. You might have felt that you are left behind. But let me tell you something. The Lord wants to remind you, you might feel alone, but you are not lonely. As children of God, loneliness is something that the devil has put in our mind and it is a lie. It is a lie. It is a lie. You might be alone, you might be rejected, you might be abandoned, but you are not lonely. You see, Paul is writing this, the Lord stood with me and gave me strength. You might be rejected by many people. You might feel abandoned. You might feel left behind. But the Lord is standing with you. When we started this month, the Lord gave us a promise word for this month. Do you remember? Do you remember? What, what is it? The Lord will never leave you as an orphan. He will come to you. He was talking about the Holy Spirit and how when the Holy Spirit 
is, a, is promised by Jesus to all of us. When the Holy Spirit comes, it is the nature of the Holy Spirit to stay and not to leave his people. Which means that God has never left your side. God has never left you to be abandoned. And God has never left you to feel lonely. For he is always with you. Let's dive a little bit deeper into this. There's a difference actually between loneliness and being alone. Lonely refers to a feeling that is caused by abandonment. And being alone refers to a time when a person is separated or put afar from a group. It could be a family. It could be uh, your loved ones. Maybe it could be a death of somebody in your family. Maybe a loss of your own father, mother, a separation, physical separation. And, and many people went through uh, physical separation through death from your close family members, your own fathers and mothers, uncles, relatives, friends. But that is not loneliness that is left alone. And many times our mind gets twisted between physical separation and emotional loneliness. And I believe that God wants to clarify that in your life today. God wants to set that right in your life today through his word. Are you ready for it? Because what the devil is doing is to twist your physical separation into an emotional loneliness. I was away from my home and from my family for about eight years when I was doing my theological studies abroad. Initially, it was fine. I was excited to be in a new place, new opportunities and all that. But about two months later, three months later, you know, it, it starts kicking in when you're constantly eating the food that your mummy did not prepare for you, right? When, when you are looking back for the comforts that you got from the people who are so close to you, like your own family, the way they, your mother took care of you, now you got to do that for yourself, Right? And, and what happens is that when that separation comes, when that absence of a physical absence of a person or a family or a relative or a group or a church, it could be anything, what happens is that we sulk. What do we do? We sulk. Oh man, I wish they were here. So when you go into that mode of I wish they were here, you also go into the mode of I really don't want to do the things or experience the same things or put effort into the same things that I used to experience before. So what do you do? You stop taking care of yourself. You stop doing things. You stop and your mind is constantly stuck at the fact that they are not here. It could be a temporary separation. It could be a permanent loss because of death. But your mind could be constantly locked in that place of being alone. And you could probably say, he's not here. She's not here. Maybe you're going through being alone because of a separation from your husband or maybe your wife. 
Maybe you're, you're wondering that, hey, I started a marriage covenant. He said he loves me. We started things right. She said she loved me. We started things right. But we are separated. Where is God? If God was in this, I should not be abandoned. I should not be left alone with the children. I should not be going through what I'm going through. What you're feeling is real. Your sense of being alone is real. God knows that. God acknowledges that. But don't let the devil use a physical separation and use that to trap you into an emotional loneliness. Because it is impossible for a child of God to be lonely. I want to say that again. It is impossible for a child of God to be lonely. Give a tap to the person who's sitting, sitting next to you and look at them and tell them, it is impossible for you to be lonely. It is impossible for you to be lonely. You know why? Because the Lord is standing with you. The Lord is standing with you. The devil traps us into the emotional behavior of a physical separation. But you got to look at the devil and tell him that's a lie. Yes, I might have lost a person. I might feel abandoned. I might feel separated. I might feel lost. But I am not lonely. That is why even though I am alone... I will make decisions in my life. This is what Paul is writing. He says, hey, nobody stood with me when I went in front of a judge. Nobody came after me. Everyone abandoned me. And you might feel like because of one particular thing, everyone has rejected you. Everyone has abandoned you. But the Lord is speaking to you this morning. He's confirming to you. He's assuring you and he's telling you that you might go through a physical separation, but that doesn't mean that you have to be trapped into an emotional loneliness. The Lord wants to heal you. The Lord wants to deliver you. The Lord wants to bring you out. And the Lord wants you to experience because he is standing with you. He wants you to experience his presence that is at work in your life. You are loved. You are cared even more than before. If you used to love or experience love through your mother or through your father and you might have gone through a loss because of death and they are separated or maybe you experience love through a husband, maybe you experience love through another person and you are separated, it's okay. If that is what God has allowed to happen in your life, then there is a reason for that and sustain that. Give that thing that God has allowed to happen in your life into the hands of the Lord. And as you give it into the hands of the Lord, you will not be lonely because when you give it to the hands of the Lord, you know what God does? Kenneth, come here, run to me, run to me, run to me, Kenneth. When you say, when you say Lord, I, I, I've been holding so close, I've been experiencing the love from, from, from this loved person, 
and, 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 and he or she is not here anymore. I don't know why you allowed this situation. I don't know, God, why you allowed this situation, but yet I want to hand this over to you. Can you hand it over to me? As, like this, as you hand it over to me, immediately God holds your hands and says, I am with you. You know why he says that? Because the relationship that you lost, whether be it physically or emotionally, God was the initiator of that relationship. So which means that before you got a daddy, you got a mummy, you got a husband, you got a wife, or you got a girlfriend, before you got all that, God had chosen you. Even before you were formed in your mother's womb, God has said, oh my goodness, he is my son. I love him so much. He's going to be a great worshiper who I will send to the earth, who will live for me and for my glory. Yes, he or she will go through problems and struggles, but in the midst of it all, I know his heart, I know her heart. No matter what separation comes her way or his way, I will hold on to him. I will hold on to him. I will hold on to him because it was the Lord who gave you life. It is God who initiated the plan for your life. It is God who sustained your life. And every relationship in your life that you have, whether it be your father, your mother, your husband, your wife, everybody are supposed to support the plan of God over your life. And sometimes, thank you, Kenneth. Did you enjoy that hug? Okay. Sometimes... God allows separation. And again, that is also part of his will. It might be hard for us to accept that. But when you understand that it is just being alone, but not called to be lonely. Because being alone will take you into deeper depths and experiences with Jesus. Work with me. Let's go to... We're going to look at six times when Jesus chose to be alone. Now, Jesus was fully God and he was fully man when he was walking on this earth. Jesus, the son of the living God, Jesus, the boy from Nazareth, both was in him. And there were six times in the Bible, there are many other times, but we're going to look at six times when Jesus chose to be alone. But he was never lonely. The first time, Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 2, and also verse 14 to 15, Jesus was baptized. He spent 40 days, after being baptized, he spent 40 days praying in the wilderness. After this, he was tempted by Satan, and he began his public ministry. So Jesus chose to be alone to prepare for a major task. Are you going through some separation? Sometimes God will separate you even from the job that you love. Hello? Sometimes God might separate you from the known circumstances, even from your own family, because he has something major in store for you. 
If he's allowing you to go through that process of being alone, it means that he wants you to encounter his presence and not be trapped by loneliness in your life. Are you with me? Are you with me? You see, the second time was in Mark chapter 6, verse 30, 30 to 32. Jesus sends the 12 disciples out to do ministry. And when they returned after a powerful time of ministry, Jesus encouraged them to separate from the people who were following them. They were so crowded that the disciples and Jesus, they did not even have time to eat. So Jesus says in verse 31, let's go off by ourselves to a place and rest for a while. Sometimes God takes you through rest for you to be alone, not to be lonely, but to recharge yourself after hard work. After hard work. I think next week we will see a lot of college students going for rest after their hard work of writing exams. Some are taking, you know, blessing in advance. They are resting even before the exam. <laughs> I shall write from a place of Sabbath and rest. Sometimes you might have gone through a very hard season. Hard work, I'm not just meaning physical hard work. Maybe it could have gone, been a season of emotional hard work. Emotionally, you have gone through a roller coaster for the past year or two. God wants you to rest with him. Take a break. Hold God's hand and trust him. Take a break from driving your own life. Take a break from, you know, planning so much. Take a break from using the calculator, figuring out finances. It's important to do all those things, but it's also important to take rest and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Number three, the third time when Jesus, he went alone. It's in Matthew chapter 14 from verse 1 to 13. After Jesus learned that his cousin, his cousin John the Baptist had been beheaded, he went away to be by, by himself. Even the son of God had to grieve for his family. Verse 13, Matthew chapter 14, verse 13, it says, As soon as he heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. As soon as he heard what happened to John the Baptist, his cousin, he immediately got on a boat and he left to a remote area where nobody will come and disturb him and he went to be alone. Now you got to watch this. He went to be alone. It says he went to be alone, not to be lonely. Are you with me? He went to be alone, but not to be lonely. 
He went to be alone to process, to work through grief. I know there are some members here in our church who are going through grief right now. In the past year or two or three, many people have lost people to COVID, to sickness, unexpected death, relationships broken. You're going through grief in your life. And that is okay to go through grief. It is okay to cry. It is okay to feel pain. But let me assure you, as you are alone, you have a God who's holding you. As you're alone, you have a God who says, hey, my son, my daughter, I've got you. You are alone physically, but you are not lonely. You might be abandoned by the physical presence of your loved ones. You might feel abandoned by the physical presence of the ones who that you dearly, dearly loved. But I love you more than any physical relationship that you could have ever experienced. And my love remains. So can you trust in that relationship that you have with Jesus? You are not called to be lonely. It is impossible for you to be lonely. You know why? The Holy Spirit says, I will not leave you as an orphan. Wow. I will not leave you as an orphan. Maybe in legal terms, when you lose a father and mother, the government might entitle you saying or that no dad, no mom, okay, you're orphan. But in spiritual sense, for a child of God, you are accepted into the family of the Lord, into the presence of God. And God never uses the word orphan over you. If God ever uses the word orphan over you, it means that he's killing his own relationship with you. He's like, hey, I'm your father. I'm your mother. I am the one who has sustained you. I'm the one that initiated the plan over your life. I know the full design of your life. You don't have to be lonely. Don't believe the devil. Don't believe this is the end and there's no one for you. The devil is constantly putting those thoughts in your head saying, this is it, there's no one there for you, there's no one there for you. But the Lord is saying, I will open doors for you. You will see my hand upon you. You will experience my direct touch and my presence over your life. You are not an orphan. When me, God the Father, when I am alive, He's a resurrected king. He's a resurrected father. And he is saying, when I am alive, who can call you an orphan? Who can say that you are abandoned? Who can say that you are left alone? You are not. For I am with you. Can somebody say amen? Can somebody say amen? amen. Work through your grief. But don't let your grief lead you into loneliness because you don't have to be lonely. And let me tell you something, church. This is why it is so important to be part of a church. Because the concept of a relationship with God and walking with God is not a path that needs to be walked on your own. It needs to be walked with God's people. 
That is why we say church is a family. For those of you here for the first time, you are welcome to our family. Even we are meeting you for the first time, you are already part of the family. You know why? Because we all have the same dad that is Jesus Christ. Because of his blood, because he took us in, into his home, we are already connected. We are brothers and sisters. We are one family. And when you go through sense of abandonment, when you go through sense of loss in your life, when you go through grief in your life, it is important to be part of a church family. And those who are part of a church family, don't take your presence so lightly. Oh, one Sunday if I miss, what's the big deal? No, it's important for you to be here. And as your pastor, it is my responsibility to tell you this because your presence here is an encouragement to somebody else. And if you miss your presence to be here, you've missed to encourage somebody else here. Because somebody walking through or going through something and all they need not to feel lonely, all they needed to step away from the decision of committing suicide, all they need is just that one step where they want to turn their life back to Jesus. And they needed that from you by just you wrapping your sh- you know, hand around their shoulder and telling them, my brother, my sister, we are here for you. You're not alone. This church, this family is standing with you. You're not abandoned. We are with you. Are we? Yes. Are we? Yes. Can you do that? That is why fellowship, church family, fellowship on Sundays, it's super important. Please prioritize your life. There's nothing more important than that because God had planned something for something to happen and for somebody to meet Jesus and then we are somewhere else. It is important that we united with God and be here. You can receive God's word anywhere. There are so many preachers that you will watch online. You can worship God by putting a playlist on YouTube and there are better worship leaders online that you can sing. You can pray anywhere. You can be filled by the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues wherever you want to be. But edifying one another happens through physical presence right here as church. Coming together, there's power in that. Power in that for your own life and for others. So as we walk through this life, this journey of following Jesus, can you lift your hands and promise to God saying that I will stand with my brother and sister? Can you do that right now? Say to God, Jesus... Is this a secret? Jesus, I promise to stand with my brother, with my sister, to walk through this life and become a better disciples of you. I will help. I will encourage. I will stand with them in good times. And in bad times, for the glory of God. Because we are the child of God. Because we are KCC. 
Because we are family in Jesus' name. Amen. The fourth time that Jesus chose to be alone was before he took an important decision. Luke chapter 6 verse 12 and 13, you see that early in his ministry, Jesus spent a whole night alone praying and the next day he came and chose 12 disciples. It says he went up to the mountain and prayed all night. Sometimes God takes you through a time of being alone because God wants to discuss something important with you. My wife notices this at many times. All of a sudden for a whole week I become very quiet. Sometimes my staff notices this. Is Anna okay? Is Anna okay? Like why is he being super quiet? And they find it super weird. But I can't tell them what's going on because I know God wants me to be quiet. God wants me to pray about certain things because God wants me to decide on some important things. So God will take you through that journey in your own life. Sometimes God will separate you from people to take you to the next level. Sometimes God will bring new relationships into your life. All you need to do is be quiet and pray. Sometimes you want to say so much. Sometimes God says, don't say so much. Just pray. Just pray. So before making important decisions, Jesus chose to be alone. The fifth time, Jesus was going through a time of distress and he chose to be alone. In Luke chapter 22, verse 39 to 44, just the hours before Jesus was about to be arrested, you know, in the Mount of Olives, he went for a short distance away from the disciples and he started praying. Jesus was in emotional agony because he's going to face the cross. Jesus was going through distress in his life, but yet he chose to be alone with God and not lonely without God. And the sixth time that Jesus chose to be alone, in Luke 5, 16, it says, Jesus withdrew from people many times to be alone in prayer. Many times to be alone in prayer. Now let me tell you something. You being lonely means God is absent in your life. If God is present in your life, you don't have to be lonely. You might go through seasons of being alone. Moses went through a season of being alone. Abraham went through that season. Joshua went through that season. Everybody who was called by God went through a season of being alone. Single people, you are alone, but you are not lonely. Don't try to find a relationship to fill your loneliness. Don't get married because you are lonely. Marriage will never fill your loneliness. You can be married and still feel Shaban, how do you know that? All right. My point is that you need God at all times, whether you're alone, whether you're abandoned, whether you have people around you, the only thing that can fill your heart and your soul is your relationship with God. So no matter what God gives and no matter what God takes away, 
you will still lift your hands and say like Job, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, but I will give my praise unto him. You know why? Because we don't hold on to temporary relationships in this world, but we hold on to the permanent relationship that we have with our divine God. You have a permanent person who is totally ready to fill your life, which is the Holy Spirit. He will never leave you as an orphan. He will never abandon you. He will never say you are rejected. He will never leave you to be alone. Sometimes when you have, you know, you're, you're so knitted with, close with your family, and especially probably students, you would have experienced this, you know, when you are at college all year and you miss your family, but then you go back home and then two weeks later you realize how much your mom used to discipline you and you're like, I missed you, but now I don't miss you. I want to go back to college. Mommy is like, hey, wake up. We need to go to church on Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. Sundays I used to go to church with my parents, right? One year of college, there was nobody to wake me up. And now you're like, oh, man, we got to do this. And you feel nudged. You feel pushed. Come eat. Do this. Do that. And you're constantly like, oh, man, my parents are a headache sometimes. My mommy is nudging so much. Don't ever say that. Cherish the godly relationships that God has given you here on earth. But don't depend on it forever. And also you don't give any promise saying that I will be with you forever. When you look into my eyes, you will see my love forever. Don't sing such songs to your wife or to your loved special friends that you might have in your life. Because every promise that you make has an expiry date. So what do I say, pastor? Until the Lord gives me strength here on earth, I will do my best to love you, to stand with you. I'm not perfect, but I follow a perfect God. Amen. Can we stand together? You know, six times when Jesus was alone, there was two things which became a common factor in all those times. When he was alone, in every place, it says, he prayed, he prayed, he prayed. What is the key to be alone but yet not to be lonely? Be connected to Jesus. Keep talking to Jesus. Express your feelings, your emotions, everything. Keep talking to Jesus. And keep listening to Jesus. Prayer is not just you talking and hanging up the phone. Prayer is also you staying on the line and listening to what God is saying. So can you have your time of quietness and being alone and say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. I don't have words to say. I have great questions about my future and to make decisions. But Lord, speak.
Speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. That's what Jesus did. And the second thing is, he experienced the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Whenever he was alone, through prayer, he invited the Holy Spirit. He invited, even when he was on the cross, he experienced the Holy Spirit. That's the promise. You might be alone, but you are not called to be lonely. Loneliness is a trap of the devil. Loneliness does not belong to the child of God. It's a lie. It's a lie that he tries and puts on us to live. God is setting you free. Thank you for listening to our sermon today with us. Hope that it was a blessing for you as well as your family. And if you would like to support our ministry, you can do so by visiting kingcitychurch.org forward slash give. And we will meet you with another inspiring sermon next week. God bless you.